What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Giants Nation podcast. I'm your host, Justin Roman. Ah, and guys, first of all, I hope everyone had a uh, wonderful uh, Monday. I still hope you are having. I still hope you are. Uh, you all are having a wonderful Monday, uh, guys. Um, tomorrow is the day. Tomorrow is NFL training camp, um, which is exciting because we all. If you are an NFL fan, get to see our teams uh, hash it out in training camp. Training camp, it's an opportunity for players to have a chance to make it to the main roster. And obviously, the players that don't make it either get cut or they make it to the practice squad. But yeah, guys. Um... Uh, obviously, uh, the New York Giants drama with uh, Saquon Barkley continued, and it got even much worse. Obvious, you know, now, so, you know, last week, uh, last week, you know, how everyone was talking about the Giants, saying how everyone, like, basically, the media, they're, they're, everyone was trying to understand the situation, and everyone kept on saying, who won, who won, who do you think has more leverage, everyone, some people are saying the Giants, some people are saying Saquon, some people are just confused, you know, now everyone's saying, now everyone's ridiculing Daniel Jones, everyone's saying that Daniel Jones is, Daniel Jones and the front office are the reason why the deal couldn't get done, because everyone's saying that Daniel Jones took all the money, and he didn't, then, then he, people were there, everyone, the media, they're just, they're, the medium, they're doing what they always do, they, 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 they like to, they like to make up things, and they, they like to get people, they, they like to brainwash people, and really get people to, to really believe what they're saying, which is not really true, basically, the media, they're trying to put every, they're trying to put, they're trying to rip the Giants apart. That's what they're doing. You know, they're trying to put, they're trying to, they're trying to, they're trying to, um, they're trying to make the Giants look like the bad guy. They're trying to make Daniel Jones look like he's the bad guy when Daniel Jones didn't do nothing. You know, it's not, look at, it's not about Daniel Jones asking for a lot of money. Uh, Daniel Jones didn't do all of this to rip off Saquon. You know, what Daniel Jones did, same as Saquon Barkley, actually, because what you got, what the, what if you, well, all you media reporters don't understand because you're not, you're not a giant fan. You're, you're just a hater. That's what you are. Both of these guys were ridiculed. Everyone kept on criticizing Saquon and Daniel saying how they weren't, first of all, can't 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 anyone not see what was similar with both of these guys they were both dealing with injuries everyone kept on criticizing not just Daniel Jones but Saquon Barkley you know and you know they work together and now everyone now that you know what the media they they know that but they're 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 trying to they're trying to make up stories saying how oh Daniel Jones he's not being fair to Saquon of course because Daniel Jones he's not a running back and I, I, look, I understand Saquon wants, he wants, he wants to get paid. I understand that. 
but you were injured for the last for your for almost your entire rookie con your entire rookie like through your entire rookie deal you were hurt you only had two good years i'm not gonna if i'm a gm i'm not gonna pay a running back who only had two good years out of what what four or five like what's the what's the regular what's the what's the con what's the what's the uh actual contract of a rookie four or five years you only had two good years out of all four or five i'm not paying a running back 22 million dollars when he got hurt no one hates Saquon. No, no one in this, no one in, the, no one in the Giants organization hates Saquon Barkley. They don't hate him. They love him. Joe Shane loves him. John Mara said he, John Mara said repeatedly he wants Saquon in, in a Giants uniform. You know, but Saquon got hurt. He can't stay healthy. He had one good year. Last year was his. Last year was Saquon Barkley's second year of being productive. You know, and you guys, the media, they're, they're, they're pressuring the Giants saying that, oh, you should pay the man because he's the most talented pay, uh, uh, the most talented player on the Giants offense. All of you guys are saying, oh, Saquon Barkley is the offense. He's the reason why the Giants are so great. No, because ever since Saquon, I'm not trying to go on Saquon here. But ever since Sa- whenever Saquon was healthy, say, you know, and and this is actually proof. Whenever Saquon Barkley was healthy, and he st- and he had a great game, the Giants never won. You know why? Because the Giants didn't have Daniel Jones. Ever since Daniel Jones wasn't under when whenever Daniel Jones wasn't snapping the ball, the Giants would lose. Ever since go back to the year of 2020 or 2021 when Daniel Jones. It was one of those years where Daniel Jones got hurt. He had a neck injury. It was against the Eagles. Ever since Daniel Jones was out, the Giants lost every single game. And Saquon Barkley was on the field. So that comes to prove that Saquon Barkley isn't this offense. Saquon Barkley, as as talented as he is, as much as I love this guy, he is not, he's not a Barry Sanders. You know, even though he played, even though... I compared him to Barry Sanders. There's a difference from comparing someone to actually. It's, it's a difference when you compare to one athlete to another. You know, that's that's a difference. And, it, you know, that's a difference. Because comparing some comparing one athlete to another, when you know, comparing one athlete to another and trying to say that this guy, he's definitely like... Uh, He's definitely like him. Like, there's a total difference, you know? I'm just sick, and this is why I don't listen. This is why I don't listen to the media. Because all the all social media likes to do, they like to make up, they like to make up stuff, and they like, they want people to believe, but you gotta do, that's why I, that's why I don't listen to social media. That's why I go deep into the internet and really find out what's going on. You know, but you never know what to, you never know what to believe. That's why the internet, it's so, it's so not trustworthy because you don't know what to believe. You don't know what, you don't know who's telling the truth. You know, I just don't, I I just don't get it. I just don't. And now everyone's saying that it's Daniel Jones fault because, oh, 
Daniel Jones asked for $45 million when when some, when half of that money should have went when some most of that money should have went to Saquon because Saquon is the most talented player in the draft. We all know this, but Saquon is not a quarterback. And last time I checked, quarterbacks are quarterbacks don't get hit a lot. So obviously, I'm not gonna pay a guy. I'm not gonna pay a player who has. A long look. I'm not gonna pay a. I'm not gonna pay a guy who's only had two good years out of out of his entire five year contract for a five year contract. I'm not gonna do that. You know, Saquon only had two good years. How does that make sense? He's only had two good years. The reason why the Giants pay, pay Daniel Jones is because he's a quarterback. And ever since, okay, let. Let's make let's make it let's make it let's make it sound more understandable. If Saquon Barkley was the entire offense, then Saquon Barkley he he basically could have led this entire offense without Daniel Jones. Basically, that's what everyone's saying. If Saquon Barkley's the entire, if everyone's saying that Saquon Barkley he's this mastermind or some kind of genius, which I'm not saying he's an idiot. I'm not saying that, but let's say for let's 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 just say if Daniel Jones wasn't on wasn't playing for the Giants, do okay. Let's let's just say that. Let's say Daniel Jones wasn't playing for the Giants, okay? And let's say Saquon Barkley was com- was controlling this entire offense. Can you all honestly say that the Giants would have made the playoffs? Could you all honestly say the Giants would would have went would have won nine games? No, you wouldn't. Because Saquon Barkley is not a quarterback. He doesn't have the he doesn't have the he doesn't have the physique of a quarterback, you know, and he doesn't play like a quarterback. You know, he doesn't have big he doesn't have huge muscular legs for being a quarterback. Quarterbacks, most of them are slim. Some of them are very. Some of them are, have a little muscle, but that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm not trying to say. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to understand this because everyone keeps on saying that Saquon is the most talented player on this offense. That's why. Why do you think Joe Shane did what he did? Because everyone kept on saying Saquon Barkley got all. He got all the receptions. Got all the yards. He was 40 percent of the Giants' offense. That's why Joe Shane went out. And got Daniel Jones more weapons because Joe Shane knew that Saquon Barkley was he was he was the most outside of Daniel Jones. He was the only thing that got this offense going. That's why they went out and got Darren Waller, you know. And I just don't know, but I just I just want every media I just hope every media reporter can come up with this topic and put up the question: Do you think the Giants' offense? Would be great without Daniel Jones or without Saquon Barkley. What? No, it's it's a it's a clear, simple answer. It's Daniel Jones, because whenever Daniel Jones was off the field and Saquon Barkley was on the field, the Giants were horrible. But whenever Daniel Jones and Saquon, whenever Daniel Jones is on the field, it's like, but Saquon Barkley, like, it's like it's like a pattern. You know, the reason why Daniel Jones was struggling is everything that I've been saying. He wasn't given nothing. He wasn't given a good offensive line. No good. Never had a good head coach. Never had a good offensive coordinator. He had no weapons to throw to. You know, he didn't have nothing. But now that he now that he has now that he has some security 
that now that he has a good head coach, now that he has a good uh, um a good offensive coordinator, you know, everyone wants to stop talking. But they're not going to say they're, they're going to stop talking. But they're not going to assume that Daniel Jones is the reason why the Giants are like they're not going to assume that because they hate him. You know, this is why I hate. This is why I hate the meat. This is why I hate them. This is why I hate, when, especially in New York. This is I just hate it. I just hate it. I can't stand it. It's sickening. It's like venom, and you, like you can't, you can't, you can't, and like. I can't, I can't deal with it. I'm about to get a freaking migraine. That's how bad social media is. It gets you, it gets you, it, like you don't know what to do with yourself. You know? I just can't. And that's why I can't win until next season. Because Daniel Jones will ball out. He is going to take the Giants to the playoffs. The Giants will be the second best team in the NFC East. And I just can't wait what everyone's going to say when Saquon doesn't play. What, like, no, you know what everyone's going to say? They're not going to know what to say. Because they're going to be speechless and say, and they're all going to realize we were wrong. I don't know why we criticized the quarterback who we all thought wasn't that talented, but we all didn't realize that he wasn't given no, he wasn't given anything. But now he is. I just can't. And Kim and I don't and I hope everyone does the research. Daniel Jones was he wasn't never meant he was never meant to be a, a drafted in the first round. You know? And that's cool. Because all the quarterbacks got drafted in the late in the in the later rounds, those usually are the quarterbacks that succeeded. Ben Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. All these quarterbacks that no one thought was was good enough to lead teams to Super Bowls, they all did. Daniel Jones is one of them. I just I just can't wait until September. I can't wait to see. I I just can't wait to see the disbelief with everyone with everyone's jaws just drop open and just realizing how good of a talent Daniel Jones is. Everyone kept on really, everyone just kept on criticizing him and they still are. And now everyone's saying that Daniel Jones, everyone's saying that he's a, Daniel Jones is a racist because not just him, but the Giants front office saying how they, oh, they paid the, they paid the white quarterback instead of the black running back. Oh, the Giants front office they have a lot of white people running their organization. So what? The Giants paid Dexter Lawrence. He's black. The Giants paid Bobby Okereke. He's black. The Giants paid Isaiah Hodgins. They paid Darius Lane. They're all black. I just, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I. This is why I can't watch social. Because whenever social, I, I just can't. Because I get so. I see red. I, you know, my heart starts to burn because I can't take it. They make me pull out my hair. That's all I got to say. I just can't wait. I just can't wait until September when Daniel Jones balls out and everyone's going to be speechless and they're all going to be, they're going to, they're all going to apologize. They're going to go on their knees and apologize and beg for forgiveness. You know what? 
And I, I can tell Daniel. I can tell that Daniel Jones doesn't watch the media because he does. When re, when when reporters ask Daniel Jones relatable questions to what the media would ask, he doesn't care. God, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I'm just done. I'm done with all this social media crap. I'm. I'm so I'm done. I'm done. This is why I always say don't listen to what don't listen to what people have to say online because it gets irritating. But now that I got out, now that I got that now that I got all of that out of the way, I finally get to talk about what I was supposed to be talking about. I just had to get that out of the way. <sighs> A lot of you guys wanted me to talk about since, you know, training camp is like, what, 24 hours away. A lot of you guys were asking me a lot of interesting questions. Um, one question I want to uh, answer and talk about. A lot of you guys were asking me, Justin, did the Giants find any late round uh, gems in the 2023 draft? <sighs> well, here's what I would say. Um... NFL fans rightfully spend most of their time thinking about the top, you know, about the top of their team's roster and high-profile new additions for the coming season. Virtually all of the assessments in the press focus on the same things. Every year, though, impact players unexpectedly appear from, you know, low-round picks of the previous draft and even occasionally from undrafted free agents. Look no further than Brock Purdy, Mr. Relevant at this time a year ago, but a starting quarterback in the NFC Championship game six months later, and probably the 49ers' long-term starter once he returns from injury. Tariq Woolen, um, a fifth-round pick, started all 17 games at cornerback for the Seahawks, for the Seattle Seahawks, had six interceptions, and was selected to the Pro Bowl. Uh, running back uh, Tyler Algier, of the Atlanta Falcons, another fifth-round pick, and Isaiah Pacheco of the Kansas City Chiefs, a, um, a seventh-round pick, rushed for 1,000 uh, yards and 830 yards, respectively. And Pacheco started in the Super Bowl. I feel like evaluating talent in the NFL is an, I would say, is a inexact science, to say the least. No general manager or draft analyst has a crystal ball and misses are more common than hits. If you don't believe this, I mean, pick any draft, pick any draft in the past five years and ask yourself how many first rounders have become great players? How much harder, uh, how much harder than must it be uh, to identify good players in the, in the later rounds? One analyst who does a pretty a thorough job is a uh, Dan uh, Brewer of the Athletic, who publishes his extensive pre-draft evaluation. The Beast. Every year, I like I don't know if Brewer is any better than other draft analysts, but one thing he does do is evaluate almost everyone who has any chance of. Being drafted in any round and is and a uh, bunch more who won't be drafted at all. Looking ahead to the 2023 season, which 
I mean, we got to ask ourselves, which low round draft picks might be worth keeping an eye on? One way to approach that is to ask what, uh, which players were drafted significantly lower than their pre-draft evaluation would have suggested. The still on the board players, we hope our team will get a bargain on. Well, let's, but first of all, let's look at the, let's look at the recent uh, Giants late round picks. Now, look, it's been a while since um, since a low round uh, Giants draft pick became a better player for them than their draft position would have suggested. The last one was probably Darius Slayton, taken near the end of the fifth round in 2019. You know, um, Dane Brugler had Darius Slayton as a late uh, third or early uh, fourth round value. Saying too many uh, focus drops, but also saying Slayton has inconsistencies to his game, but is much more than a simply is much more than simply a speed demon, showcasing fluid athleticism and length to make catches outside his framework. That's a pretty good description of, of Darius Slayton, who has led the Giants in receiving yards in three of his four NFL seasons. You know, um, I mean. Since Darius Slayton, the Giants, um, the Giants uh, record uh, the Giants record with late round picks has been pretty bad. Ryan Conley, Corey Ballantyne, um, who else? George Asafo Adajayi and uh, Chris Slayton from the same draft never worked out. Though Conley had early prompts. Ryan Conley, Shane Lemieux from the 2000 uh, from the 2020 class can't stand the field long enough for us to see either he'll, uh, he'll ever learn to pass block. Cam Brown and Carter Coughlin from 2020 are special teams uh, stalwarts, but can't get significant snaps on a team that is desperate for off-ball linebacker help. Who else? Uh, Chris Williamson never played for the Giants and is out of the league. Tay Crowder, uh, Tay Crowder, he did outperform his Mr. Relevant draft position, but was not up to being an NFL starter. Um, who else? Uh, 2021 six-round uh, draft teams, Gary Brightwell and Darius Williams, have been adequate in spot uh, in spot duty, but nothing more. Um, 2022 fifth-rounder Michael McFadden, got con- he got considerable playing time as a starter out of desperation, but came up short. And um, uh, the other uh, fifth rounders, uh, Marcus McKeithen and uh, DJ Davidson got hurt before showing what they could do. None of these players other than Darius Lane and Carter Coughlin was ranked higher by uh, Dane Brugler than um, where they were picked. And several were ranked lower. You know, um, there were, however, two late round picks that Brugler would have called good values at the position they were drafted. Um, one was not drafted by the Giants, Isaiah Hodgins, the, uh, the number 207th overall pick. Uh, and, uh, he was drafted in the sixth round of the Buffalo Bills. Isaiah Hodgins languished with the Bills, playing in only a couple of games and spending the first half of 2022 on the practice squad. That may have surprised Dane Brugler, who had pegged Isaiah Hodgins as a late fourth or early first round value. Right after Donovan Peoples-Jones, and who said 
Yeah, you know, and who said of him? Hodgins doesn't have the explosive acceleration to blow by NFL coverage, but his sticky hands and ex- and expanded catch radius are NFL ready traits. Projecting as a reliable possession option. He was also saying Hodgins was a relevation for the Giants in the second half of the 2022 uh, NFL season. The other has uh, not yet played for the Giants. Darian Beavers, uh, he was selected in 2022 um, in the the sixth round. That's a round later than Michael McFadden. So Joe Shane must have preferred McFadden. Brugler disagreed. He had uh, Beavers as a late third or early fourth round value. And he was saying, although he has versatile uh, experience, the term jack of all trades, master of none, comes to mind while watching his hybrid skill set. Overall, look at Darian Beavers doesn't have elite anticipation to make his average body twitch and range. But... I will say this, he does, he moves well for his size, you know, with the instincts and tackling skills suited for the inbox work. Darian Beavers, to me, looked like he might win a starting linebacker job with the Giants in the 2022 preseason. But, you know, and he tore his ACL, which cost him his rookie year. Um... And that's why I kept on bringing up with uh, with now uh, Gerard Davis, who's now out for the year. Darian Beavers may be the Giants' best hope for adequate linebacker play next to Bobby O'Kirke. You know, now, if you're going to ask me, what about the Giants' 2023 late-round picks? Well, overall, Dane Brugler has done a good job in recent years identifying the few Giants players trapped in, in the late rounds that would exceed expectations based on their draft position. Now, if you're going to ask me, does that bode well for this year? I mean, for the record, um, Dane Brugler had Deontay Banks as the number fourth. Uh, he has uh, Deontay Banks as the number fourth quarterback. You know, he had, you know, he had Deontay Banks getting drafted in the late and he had him getting drafted uh in the late first round or high in the second round uh he had john michael schmitz as the second best uh center in his draft class in uh this year's draft class he had john michael he had john michael schmitz getting drafted in the in the late second round or in the high third rounds and jalen hyatt he had jalen hyatt as the surprisingly he had jalen hyatt as the third best wide receiver in this year's wide receiver class. Um, But my focus is on the later rounds. It's clear that Joe Shane sees sees late round picks as currency to to be used in transactions to get more skilled players in earlier rounds. The Giants began to draft with many picks in rounds four to seven, but after the trade-ups that made Deontay Banks and Jalen Hyatt Giants, they were left with only one pick each in f- round five and six and two in round seven. Now, does Brugler see any see any of the players they selected as good values? Well, let's look at them. Um, let's talk about Eric Gray, uh, the rookie out of Oklahoma who got drafted in the fifth round, 172nd. Uh, he was uh, the one, uh, 172nd overall pick. Dan Brugler had Eric Gray as his 
as everyone kept on saying, the 11th best running back in this year's running back class. Um, he had Eric Gray as a late, as a late third round or an early fourth round value just behind Keandre Miller, uh, Izzy Abakanda, and Zach Evans. I, here's what I'll say. I feel like getting him late in the fifth round seems like a great value. Although, as we know, running backs have little value. You know, um, Brugler, um, I mean, I'm not going to say Brugler. Here's what I'll say. Here's my pros and cons for Eric Gray. When I watch him, when I watch his highlight, when I watch some of his highlights at Oklahoma, um, this kid, he runs low to the ground with a compact lower body. Um, he has controlled footwork and fluid hips for crisp cutting. He drops his hips to bounce laterally and make defenders miss in a phone booth or open space. He runs with bend and balance to keep his footing through tackle attempts. He's a very patient runner, you know, who reads blocks and tempos his runs to keep linebackers from squaring him up. You know, he also has a tense. He also has a sense for when to mash the gas or slow, uh, slow play his pace for better options. He also hunts for extra base hits and averaged a first down every 2.7 uh, carries as a senior. You know, um, he ha- um, I would also say he has a he has a um, an effective screen target, adjusting the throws and um, catching well in stride. You know, I mean, the kid ha- Eric Gray, he never he never dropped the ball on 40 targets in 2022. You know, you know he's also not shy sticking his face in and picking up uh, blitzers as a blocker. You know, um, I- I'll also say this though, coaches have. Coaches rave about coaches have raved about his football character and toughness um, to play through minor injuries. You know, another thing I would say he runs with nondescript power between the tackles. You know, um, he lacks uh, low he lacks lower the shoulder strength and short yardage. He's quicker than fast and lacks a legitimate home run gear. He doesn't consistently win. Uh, uh, he doesn't consistently win foot races to the corner. Um, he requires a moment to get racing again after he gears down. Um, he's he's also more of a screen receiver than develop as a he's he's more of a screen receiver than a, than an actual developed route runner. You know he flashes feistiness as a pass blocker, but his smaller frame will limit his success. Uh, will limit his success rate. Versus NFL size. You know, he also needs room to clean up his ball security. You know, he had five career fumbles. Um, look at, obviously, look at, no, none of us are going to know what's going to happen with Saquon Barkley. You know, we don't know. You know, like, no one knows what's going to, no one knows what the fallout from the Saquon Barkley negotiations uh, fiasco, but obviously, if Barkley chooses the nuclear option and sits out the season, there is hope that Eric Gray, despite his fifth-round pedigree, will be able to make the Giants' running game at least viable with help from Matt Breida as the Giants try to move forward, um, uh, try to move toward more of a pass-first offense like the ones Brian Dayball developed in Buffalo and Mike Kafka was part of in Kansas City. So, yeah. Another 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 player I want to talk about that the Giants drafted. I want to talk about uh, cornerback Trey Hawkins the third, sixth-round pick. 
uh, uh, this kid got drafted in the sixth round. He was a 209th overall pick. Um, Dane Brugler had this kid in the priority free agent category. Um, usually, uh, usually, uh, first, uh, usually first rounds lower than the Giants. Usually, uh, what he basically means by that is, um, one plus rounds lower than the Giants drafted him. But by the time, I feel like by the, I feel like by the time teams get to round six, absolute rankings mean less than how a specific player fits a specific team. You know, um, I mean... The thing, the things I love about this guy, really, when I watch him, at, watching his clips at Old Dominion, he has a tall, long, and limber body type with the gather. I'll say with the gathering goal skills to quickly transition vertically and stay attached to receivers. His long speed is impressive, but his average lateral agility will put him in in a recovery mode, and he shows up as a tackler. Overall, this you know this kid will get clingy and need. I feel like he needs to improve his play recognition, but he passes the eye test with high uh, with flying colors and has the athletic profile NFL teams will want to develop. Ideally, the Giants get a full season from Aaron Robinson at number two cor- at the number two cornerback spot, and someone steps up to play the slot cornerback position cap- uh, capably. I feel like allowing Hawkins time to develop. 2023 might be too soon to expect production from him. Another player I want to talk about is a uh, defensive tackle Jordan Riley. This kid was he was drafted in the seventh round. He was the 243rd overall pick. This may be the most puzzling of Joe Shane's draft picks. You know, Dame Brugler has Riley as he had uh, Jordan Riley as uh, as the. Uh, he had him. He had this kid as the 31st uh, best defensive tackle, um, which is which is lower than seven priority free agents. And at the top of his um, uh, beast of the rest category, which translates into physical measurements and stats only, with no write-up. I will say this: when I look at this kid, he's another big man in the middle. Look at another big man in the middle is always is always welcome. And this kid had a good pro day at Oregon, Oregon. But other than that, there is there's little information about him available. So that's all I would say. Uh, another player I want to talk about is which I'm very I'm very confident about this guy going into training camp. Safety Javarius Owens, another player that got drafted in the seventh round. Uh, he was also the 254th overall pick. Dan Brugler had this kid as the 16th best safety. You know, um, so you know to have him available late in the seventh round may imply that the Giants got good value, even though they chose Riley, bef- even though they chose Jordan Riley before him. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things. Uh, there's a lot of things to love about this kid. I mean, he reads the backfield action well for efficient response. Uh, for efficient response times as he races to the action, though his field vision and cover skills were better in zone coverage compared to man. He has the mentality and toughness for downhill run support, but his control and finish as a tackler must improve. Overall, he lacks consistency in several areas: ball skills, tackling. Route recognition. 
but he anticipates with the aggressive athleticism pro uh, NFL coaches will appreciate. He projects as a, to me, he projects as a backup and a special teamer who can be more with NFL coaching. You know, like uh, Trey Hawkins III, I feel like Giants fans should view uh, Javarius Owens as a developmental project and not expect much in the way of contributions in 2023, which is okay, though. You know, the Giants' defensive backfield is frighteningly uncertain after the season. You know, Dory Jackson and Xavier McKinney's contracts are up, and the events of this week, as well of the handling of the Julian Love contract situation, uh, show that no assumptions should be made about new contracts in the Joe Shane era. Deontay Banks will hopefully justify his first-round pedigree, but that isn't uh, that isn't known yet. Now, if you're going to ask me, are there any short things among any of the Giants' other defensive backs? Of course. The Giants signed a bevy of undrafted free agents as well. You know, among those, Dan Brugler ranked edge rusher uh, Abaku uh, Baldonado as, as a late sixth-round sixth pick, you know, or early seventh-round uh, value. And wide receiver Bryce Ford Wheaton as a seventh round value. None of the others were considered draftable. Overall, look at Deont- overall considering that Deontay Banks and John Michael Schmitz were rated at just about where the Giants selected them. Jalen Hyatt and Eric Gray were ranked much higher than their draft positions, and Javarius Owens was ranked somewhat higher as well. Dan Brugler would probably say that the Giants had a pretty good draft, you know. Look, of course, the three draft picks they gave up in the process, which were numbers 160 and 240 for Deontay Banks number and number 128 for Jalen Hyatt, have to be taken into account. Who might have, like, if you're going to ask me who might have the Giants taken if they had retained those picks, we don't, like, no one knows what their big board looked like. But here, I, I have some players that were available at those draft positions. I mean, you had uh, at number 160, you had linebackers Henry Toto, yeah, uh, at, uh, at uh, number 167, you had Owen uh, Papo at number 168. Both of those, both of those players, who were off the board by the time the Giants chose Eric Gray at number 172. Um, at number 240, you had defensive back Anthony Johnson Jr. at uh, at number, uh, you know, at number um, 242, um, off the board, like that, like the Giants had, the Giants were two draft picks away before taking uh, Anthony Johnson Jr. But he was off the board. Then the Giants had, no, the Giants took Jordan Riley at number two, at, at uh, draft number 243. At number, uh, at draft number 128, the Giants could have drafted the, they could have drafted the guy who literally just won a national championship in, in uh, Stenson Bennett, who could have been a big, a big affordable, a, a huge affordable uh, backup to Daniel Jones. But the Giants, uh, and also you, all, you could also took edge defender Valimi uh, uh, Fehoko at number one twenty nine. All I'm saying is this: time will tell. Either these trades were worth going against the current philosophy that trading down makes more sense than trading up. And obviously we're going to find out. We're about to find out. But yeah, guys, um, that's all I got to say about that. You know, I appreciate the, I appreciate this big 
interesting topic. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed what I had to say about this. Um, did the Giants find any, any late round gems? Well, yeah, we're, we're going to find out. Not just in the preseason, but we're going to find out how good they really are when they actually go. Uh, the players that I'm talking about, the, I'm talking about the players that make it to the main roster. The rookies that make it to the main roster, we're going to find out how good they really are. Because they're going to be, they're going to, all these kids, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be going to school all year. They're going to be learning. They're going to be under, they're going to be going against really good, uh, experienced, talented, professional football players. So we're going to see what happens. Um, and yeah, and a lot of you guys, uh, want to know who, uh, which position battle I'm excited to see. I said it before I'm going to say it again. Actually, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I think there's a lot of, I think there's, I think there's going to be a lot of fun uh, positional battles going on. But if I had to pick one, the most important one, I would have to say, I'd have to say the offensive line. I want, I want, I, just because I feel like if the Giants offensive line, if the Giants offensive line um, improves this season, I feel like Daniel Jones will ball out, you know? Because we all, you know, defensive coordinators, they're going to keep their eye on Daniel Jones now because there's no Saquon Barkley, you know. They're not worried about Eric. They're not worried about Eric Gray. But when, if you give Daniel you give Daniel Jones time, he can make plays, you know. Um, but I'll say, I'll say offensive line. But, you know, there's just, there's a lot of fun positional battles. I mean, you got wide receiver. You got the wide receiver battles, you know, um. Um, you got, uh, you got the secondary, you got the defensive line. Um, there's just, there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a, I would, I would say it really, I would say it really doesn't matter. You know, this, this Giants team is still young. They're still improving. They're still, they're still trying to get better. They're still trying to find out who they are as a team. You know, the only thing we know about this team is that they have a good head, they have a head coach that believes as long as there's enough time in any game, you can, as long, Brian Dayball, he's just proven that as long as you have me, I, we're good, you know, um, but I think the, I think, so I, I don't think we've, I don't think we've learned a lot from the Brian Dayball, Brian Dayball era, you know, I think we learned a little bit, you know, I think what I've learned about Brian Dayball is that he doesn't play. He's a real head coach who, who ain't playing no games. Um, but you know, I think it really doesn't matter. You know, you know, this is this is a Giants team that's still young, that's still getting better. You know, we're going into the second year of the Joe Shane era. You know, um, we're gonna find out. Um, but I would, if I had to pick one, I would have to say. I would say the offensive line. We'll find out. We're going to see who's going to be making it to the main roster. Obviously, we're going to see who's going to get cut. And let's see who makes it to the practice squad. But that's all I got to say about that, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed this one today. Um, I'll, I'll keep you guys updated for more news about the New York Giants. Um, or more lists if I have any. Or more questions if I need to answer any of them. But that's all I got. That's all I have for you guys today. I um, hope you guys enjoyed this one. Yeah, but until then, I'm out. Peace.